everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker Podcast, sponsored, as always, by Running Aces Racetrack Casino and Hotel, and of course, Mark Prashan and the great website AMP. Uh, in this chats edition of the podcast, we're going to be talking seminar. Uh, it's the once a month chats edition where we talk seminar and we probe a little bit into the mind of Chris Jones and, and the team and what he was thinking about when he put together the seminar. So uh, it gives you a little bit of a teaser uh, of what the members, the premium members experience every month uh, with the seminars that we put together. So before we jump into that stuff, uh, let's introduce our panel. Uh, my name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in the Poker Stars home game. And whenever I think of Chris Jones, I think of Einstein. And so I had to have an Einstein quote. And I, I do think it's a little tongue in cheek, but honestly, this is what Chris Jones's gift is. He, Einstein said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Nice. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm Chris Jones and five by five on PokerStars and Twitter. And I feel like I need a quote from Dumb and Dumber or something. I don't know how to follow <laughs> that because it's none of that's true. But uh, I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, my, I'm Jim Reed. You can re learn all about me at rec.poker slash Jim. And I just want to say that next week is Mother's Day. So call your mom, boys and girls. And I am John Somsky, Poker Geek MN Everywhere. And I have a quote from Charles Lamb. Cards are war in disguise of a sport. Oh, you know, does anybody else ever have the question when John says he's poker geek MN everywhere? Does that mean like at family reunions? And do you think they call him poker geek MN? Like <laughs> they, they definitely do. I think they do for sure. Oh, yeah. When I go to the doctor's office, that's uh, <laughs> Poker Geek MN. Please come. You need right. your shot. Come out with the clipboard. Is this, is oh, this right? Poker uh, Geek MN? Yeah. Yeah. And I've actually, you know, last year I tried to even submit my taxes with that name and I got it returned saying they didn't know who that was. Oh. And I said, how dare you not yeah, know yeah, who Poker yeah. Geek MN is? But Disrespect. The, exactly. the IRS loves jokes like that. They love it. They, they have total <laughs> sense of humor all the time. It's like, it's, yep. like, it's just the right situation to do that. Yep. The, the, IRS, the IRS, is that like, is that like the American CRA or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something like that. Cool. What's cool. the CRA? Never <laughs> heard of Canadian, re the Canada Revenue Agency, sir. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. Is that, <laughs> so you like, that's where you send all of your acorns in. Yeah, some of, us, okay. some of us prefer the Acorn Exchange, but uh, you can send okay. it right to the CRA if you like, yeah. Okay. And, and the fur pelts, those are, that's where everything yeah. goes. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk more at the end of the thing about sort of what's going on in the rec poker community. I did want to tease one thing out because I've got to jump off here early, uh, but uh, some of you may have seen on Twitter and Facebook, uh, it's seven days after I posted this, but uh, our merchandise is in. For those of you who don't know, we order merch twice a year. Uh, just because we try to keep the cost down and that's the way we can do it is order it in bulk. So every spring, every fall, we order merchandise. Uh, it has arrived. If you're watching it on video, it's right behind me now. Jim's showing off a couple of his shirts that he's got, uh, but we got some great color stuff going on out there. So anyway, uh, if you're, if you're listening to this now, you probably received it in the mail by now, but, uh, you're getting the merch, but also we send out the pins, uh, at the same time, and just so you guys know, so we had about 50 merchandise items ordered this time, but the pins are going out, they're flying off the shelf. We've had a total of, uh, since we started doing this, 215 pins 
have been earned. Uh, 200 wands, 14 silver, uh, and I'm sending out about 70 of those uh, as part of this thing. So if you don't know about the merch, if you don't know about the pins, get connected. It's sort of a fun food. So uh, pretty sweet deal there. But we'll we'll talk more about the other community happenings as we go. But uh, here we, we got the great one. We got the Einstein in the house, Mr. Jones, who keeps shaking his head because he's humble. I know, I know. But Jonesy, able to take these complicated things and and money. And so let's let's turn it over to you a little bit and talk about what uh, what's going on with the seminar. What do you want to talk about, man? Well, I mean, so uh, the, the last seminar we had was about turns and rivers, and we can talk a little bit about that. I think we had a really good conversation. Um, and then our next one, which will actually be recording uh, right after this podcast, uh, and uh, that is going to be all about data, uh, looking at leaks and evaluating, you know, spots uh, and how, how we basically begin to self-analyze our own play based on results, based on hand histories, based on, um, you know, a whole bunch of other pieces of data. And we're going to look at that really closely. I think that'll be a really good conversation. So we can talk about that, but we can also then, uh, I suppose, start to tease and talk about um, our new seminar format which will be coming uh in june we'll be recording that at the end of may and i am so excited about it i think it's going to be really uh different it's going to be pretty novel in terms of uh i think poker training uh we're going to invite um our members uh i think we're going to be able to have we're going to be able we're partnering with a company called poker now uh samuel the founder of that is brazilian and he's going to be on the rec poker podcast uh i forget when but sometime soon um and uh he we've had conversations with him he's great um and basically he's created this thing called poker now which um it's a pretty much a standard like poker table you know uh game but the 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 really key thing that he built that uh i think nobody else i've seen build um, is this ability for you to turn on a mode. It's not automatic, but you can turn it on for certain spectators where they can see everybody's whole cards. So we're going to have uh, up to six of our members playing in this in actual simulated situations. We're going to plant a couple of core team members and give them some uh, special secret instructions. Um, <laughs> based on those situations. So for instance, our, our first one we're going to run are going to be satellites. And they're going to get some special situations based on types of play that we see in satellites. Uh, and I'm not going to reveal what that is, but we're going to—they're going to be sort of the flies in the ointment a little in in these scenarios. Like you might think that you're playing against, you know, Jim Reed or Taylor Moss or whatever, but you're really going to be playing against them with this sort of like code of instructions, like play like a maniac or do something, right? And and the whole table is going to have to react to that. And then we're going to have conversations. We're going to have uh, people being able, our, our core team to be able to commentate on the play and we're going to come back with those members and talk about everything that happens and then uh, all of that will be broadcast for anyone to be able to watch as well so I think there'll be a lot of like it kind of it fits all the things that rec poker is trying to do it's community-based learning uh, we're going to be able to do it all together you can see each other on the screen there's like this video element that allows you to see each other so the people at the player can talk with each uh, at the table can talk with each other 
here. Uh, and um, yeah, and, and the commentators can mute them so they can talk about whatever they want and they can, uh, and it sort of doesn't get in the way of talking about what's going on at the table. So um, it's a really, it's gonna be really, I think uh, something like you've probably never seen before. So it'll be kind of cool. It's it's so good. I mean, like like you said, I just think it checks every box. And I know you've been looking for the right software for a while, having different conversations with people. But yeah, you we've done some live play and learns, and people love that. We set up different simulations, but obviously you can't get through as many hands, and and you can't really share that with other people. And and uh, but but the training is such a there's a strong training component to this too, right? So it, it sounds fun. Oh, let's fun, it's fun, let's play, whatever. But you know, we're gonna encourage everybody to play. You know, play their best. But it's not just fun. It's it's a real interactive training experience. And we're we're going to try to design these scenarios, and then so basically we're going to break it into two uh, sort of forty-five to fifty-minute playing sessions. Uh, each is going to have their own sets of uh, scenarios. So like maybe you're really deep stacked and really short stacked, or what you know that's just one example where we'll do that in part one and part two, and then part three we're going to uh, exit the game and come onto a Zoom call and just have a debrief with everybody who played talk through with the commentators and some you know specific hands and the real purpose of that is to come up with some questions um mm. and then we're hoping that we're going to take those questions and try to really break down a couple of them as a as a sort of fourth piece to the seminar now that'll be a recorded sort of follow-up where maybe we're looking at solvers maybe we're talking to some of the pros in our um in our you know universe and saying you know everyone was really struggling on this specific spot. What do you think? And we'll try to then package that all together so you can watch the first two segments of play, you can watch the debrief, and then you can watch the follow-up. And uh, I think it's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's so amazing. Like, I mean, are, is there, as you think about it, Chris, I know these guys want to jump in, but as you think about this, is this, are there parts of it that are just like more exciting to you? I know you're excited about the whole thing, but they're like, there's, are there parts of it for you personally that you're like, I'm really looking forward to either leading or being part of or hearing or whatever? You know, I, the thing, the thing that's always so hard, sometimes I think I, you know, with the seminars, it's always so hard to come up with like examples that feel really relevant and like are really meaty and have like all the elements that you want to have the conversations around. And we are just putting this up for chance. I mean, everyone could go card dead or we could have a bunch of coolers and it could be sort of like, but I think that really the real world examples are the ones where people run up against, you know, like, you know, spots that you don't always picture. And I think mm -hmm. that's the part I'm, I'm really excited about is that this won't be manufactured. This won't be sort of like, well, let's, you know, right. let's have them all the right situations happen. It's really going to be real play. Um, and we're going to, we're going to be able to sort of like see it happening live and talking about it as a community. Uh, I think, and that's the part I think is going to be great. Look, look at how excited he gets. Yeah. Look at his yeah. face. Look at the smile yeah. on his face yeah. when he's talking yeah. about it. I love yeah. this. It's really cool. It is. It's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a software tool that has that this was not the original, uh, intention for it. Uh, it's, it's mostly been something that, uh, Samuel created, but then tried to package and market as really like a replacement for home games as the pandemic took over. And, uh, I know some people who've used it in that, that function and it works well for that as well. Um, but the fact that like there were often people who got knocked out of like a home game, could then and he turned on this functionality not thinking of it as like a training idea but like people who got knocked out of a home game could then watch their friends play and see all the whole cards and it got so they could do that in their home game setting and that was exciting to them 
but I don't think he even thought about it as a training tool, but it is such an amazing, valuable tool to be able to do that. As we saw with Marek Madness, it's really tricky to patch together people's whole cards. <laughs> it is. Um, and this just does it right there for you. So it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and time consuming. Uh, I know yeah. the editor. Yeah. And it is yeah. <laughs> a little time consuming. I've done that with, or my editor's done that with eight or nine people where you're trying to, you know, this, this just does it. And I think that was interesting. Like, I think you, you approached Samuel and I think even, you know, he was asking what the use case is. And I think as you presented this, I think he was like, oh, <laughs> that's a really good use case. So uh, that's pretty cool. I guess one, another question I have is like, how are you going to choose who gets in this thing? Like, I know you put something on Discord and a number of people like me, 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 pick me. Uh, and so how do you have any plans yet? Or if people are listening going, I'd like to do that. What are the constraints? Uh, is it I, premium members only? It, yeah, so right now we're, we're limiting it to premium members. And as to, I'm going to punt on that one as to how we're choosing, because <laughs> I think Jim is managing that process. I'm going to ask uh, Jim, nice, yes. how, are we, how are we choosing who actually gets to be part of this table, Jim? Great, great question, Chris. Well, we want as many premium members as possible to be able to participate. So there are a few technical requirements, but basically if you can make it free on this night, um, we're, we're going to try and fit you in. So uh, we are going to do this more. We're going to, we're going to try and switch to this going forward. So uh, I've already put a call out in the forums at Rec Poker, there is a, a forum in the group just for the monthly seminar talking about um, who wants to sign up for this one or for the month after that. Just put your name down there and uh, we'll make sure that you've got what you need on the technical side of things and then come and join the party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like absurdly and, excited about it. And ultimately, I think one of our goals for the first one, I think we're going to just uh, record it and then uh, post it on the site. Um, but we do think there's a potential uh, down the road. I want to get the actual logistics and make sure everything's running smoothly before we launch into the second part of this. But I do think there's the potential to actually stream this on a delay. So mm -hmm. to an audience to, so, so not only could, if you're not participating, you could actually watch it live um, versus watching the, the recorded version, which won't come out for, you know, a little while until we get it all packaged and built together. So uh, we're, that's our ultimate goal. I don't think we'll have that for the first time, though. I think we're going to just try to get this thing running smoothly, and then and then get to the to the streaming part of it. So, so, anyway. so Jim, do you have a, a place for people to send bribes to get in? Or <laughs> that's right. You can uh, send your uh, uh, Grolsch vouchers to <laughs> Jim at Rec Poker. You'll find me very uh, open minded there. Absolutely. I believe they do an e voucher. <laughs> Well, I know. So you got. So if people want to get in, there's there's a post in the forums. Uh, there is something on Discord. So hopefully you guys. I know there's at least a half a dozen folks out there, including uh, one of our favorites, Troy Chapman, who says I'm keen as well. So there that must be go. an Australian thing. But, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of interest. So yeah. And if you don't know how to uh, how to apply or whatever, get a hold of Jim or I, and we'll we'll connect you there. But uh, that that's pretty cool uh, to engage that many people. So there's a no limited number of people that can participate in the table itself. Then there's sort of the commentary that's going on there. For people that aren't selected, at least this month, to be part of that, what is their engagement? So they can obviously watch the seminar after. Can they, are they, are they invited to be part of where the commentary is happening or is that a different separately recorded thing? Uh, no, I'm, so part of the reason that we think we might need to ultimately stream this is because, I mean, Poker Now was never really designed to be like a gathering 
piece with like a really large audience. It was really designed so that the people who were playing and got knocked out had a place to watch, right? So I I, I worry about its capacity if we start yeah. building the filling the spectator. So that would be why we would stream it. But I think you know what what we will do is uh you know, for this first run, I think we're going to just try to record everything. But I think ultimately yeah. what I would like to do is stream the first two table segments and then invite anybody who's a premium member to come to that debrief, uh, which will help us form questions that, that we can then send that 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 fourth piece, which has like all the follow up. And, and um, so so bear with us as we kind of figure those pieces out first. I want to test out some streaming stuff. And I know Taylor's streamed a lot of things, so I'd like to talk to him a little bit about what he recommends for that as well um but you know i think we'll figure that piece out uh, as we go yeah nice and i know um premium members can also continue their learning on that subject in the monthly study group uh, that'll be based around that subject matter every month and of course we're always throwing new ideas and concepts into the forums there and uh, some of these groups are based around the learning stuff that we that mostly that chris puts together here at rec poker um, some of those groups you know if you're a premium member you can join there and there's a ton of material uh, available there in the archive and in the in the comments and people upload you know charts and graphs and pdfs and stuff so it, there's a lot of great resources there for premiums yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Different different learning styles for different people. But this is great. I mean, because you've already built like these the seminar over all of these years and months. So there's some great foundational and even some advanced stuff that's already in that in those seminars. So now let's say, all right, let's apply some of that. Yeah. Uh, and if you're the beauty is you could kind of watch this, engage with this. But if you're a, a newer player and you're going, mm, boy, what are they talking about? I don't really get that. Well, if you're a premium member, you're watching that. Now you go back and you start watching the seminars and, and the book studies and all of this kind of stuff. So I think you've, you've done such a great job of, of charting a path, which is what you wanted to do to equip people to play bigger tournaments than what they're currently doing. And now this is an opportunity really to apply it and to learn in the context of dialogue and community and engagement. So I just think it's a, it's a fantastic solution. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to jump off here pretty quick, but uh, I know we do want to touch a little bit on the other the two actual seminars. Uh, the, the excitement for this thing is building, yeah. but yeah. maybe, um, you know, for just to get the conversation started, the Turns and Rivers uh, seminar that was done, did any, anything surprise you out of that? I know I love that question because, you know, you're putting it together. You've got a strategy. You've got a perspective on how you're going to do it, but often there's aha moments that sort of emerge out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that was um, maybe the most surprising to me um, was really thinking about, you know, I, I'm a big person who thinks about bet sizing a lot. I try mm -hmm. to uh, try to, uh, when I look at um, spots that I, that I didn't know the answer to, I try to think about solver and that kind of thing. And I think, uh, you know, bet sizing is something that I am really comfortable thinking about on flops and rivers, but I was realizing that on turns, I really had sort of a, a one size fit all standard practice. And uh, some of the materials I was reading was talking about how turns are some of the actual places where we can make some of the, the, the most kind of divergent practices in terms of bet sizing. And that was something that uh, I realized in my own game um, that, I needed to think about more. Um, and so that was, and that was one of the things that we, so we talked through in the seminar, we talked through both really common turn mistakes and really common river mistakes that we see a lot of players making. 
And that was one of them that we talked about quite a bit was in terms of turn bet sizing uh, and when people choose to go small or big uh, on turns and why and what sort of dynamics play into to that. So I think that was that was a really good conversation that we had. Um, and so, yeah, no, that was, I don't know, that was good. <laughs> yeah, and I have a dream by that. I'll ask one more, but like, so if you think about it in terms of like, let's, let's say, you know, on the flop, there's sort of a distribution of bet sizes, right? I mean, from small to big, and there's sort of a, if you want to use a normal curve, or whatever, there's sort of a distribution of that. And there's a distribution on the turn and a distribution on the river. Is, is the distribution wider or narrower flop turn river or I mean like just just generally if I'm thinking about boy I should be changing my bet sizing am I changing it as much on the flop as I am on the turn as I am on the river or is it condense or expand I mean I think it 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 from from it depends how deep you are obviously and there's a lot of different factors in play but here we go it, it depends okay. well right it, it always depends. depends right but from a like a theoretical level I think yeah. we're gonna the the later we go in a hand assuming we're kind of infinitely deep um it's going to diverge more and more right so the the more the deeper we go in a hand the more factors that come into play the more um mm -hmm. we we may on a river there may be some really good reasons to bet like a min bet to you know a massive three, three times, times the pot, the yeah. pot over shove uh and on a flop that would that would be a hard There'd be, you know, maybe, maybe you could come up with a reason, but it's, it's, it's harder and harder to, you know, I think the broader we go down streets, the more the, the opportunities open to us in terms of like what, what we can reasonably justify. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, uh, thanks, man. I'm going to jump on. Yeah. You guys take, take it home, but yeah, I'm excited to hear kind of what you say about the data and leaks thing too, uh, because we have had some interesting new developments. And I don't know if it's a result of some of the conversations you guys have had or with Taylor, but you know, people have started emailing a little bit more saying, Hey, you guys do a database review. Can you guys, can somebody look at my hands? Uh, you, you know, the value of data and, and finding leaks that way, I think is an interesting topic too. So uh, I'll hang up there, but yeah, thanks guys. Take it home. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess we can just chat about uh, the, you know, this seminar that we're going to be recording tonight, I think is is one of, it's one of the ones that I, I really uh, was excited to build because it's something that, that I think that every player at every level can continue to uh, learn better practices for their sort of like how they, how they self-evaluate. Because I think it's one of those things that like even especially rec players who say, I want to take this more seriously. I want to get better at this. And then somebody's like, oh, well, you, what you need to do is you need to get Poker Tracker 4 or you need to get hold of Manager 3 or forget. I use Poker Tracker, so I can't remember what number they're on. But you need to get one of those. And okay, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. And you need to, uh, you know, track your results. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. But, but there's really very little out there about like, okay, I got all these results. Am I any good? Am I doing the right thing? Do, how, how do I know? And and that is much harder information. Everyone will tell you to track your results, to track your hands, to go back and study, to review, to look at your database, to look at your numbers, make sure you're, you know, you're doing the right things. Um, but finding out what those are and then actually thinking about, okay, well, there's this whole paradigm, but does it fit my game? And what do I want my numbers to be at? 
is a much harder practice. And that's the part I think I'm really excited to talk about. Um, Cause I think it, it's uh, it's an important skill. If you want to improve as a rec player, I think it's one of the, the most fundamental things that you can possibly do, but I think it's often something that people are like, I'd like to do that, but I don't know how. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that it's just, it makes you better at poker every time you practice it. And you can shine the light on your opponents to find leaks in them, or you can shine the light on yourself to find leaks in yourself. But that kind of, it's like hand ranging. What, like every time you do it, you become better as a poker player. And it's just something, especially play, recreational players like us, we have some real low-hanging fruit that we can uh, pluck uh, with some of this real easy stuff like this. And I think whether it's a database analysis, a hand history, just talking about concepts with a group of friends and finding, well, maybe we've got some blind spots here or something. Um, anytime that you're looking for ways to improve, you're, you're becoming better as a poker player, so... Uh, that's that's great I, I, yeah. th this one really took I, I feel like i say this every month but last month was post flop lines and this month was turns and rivers specifically and i just really like the way you layer in some of the theory so that we're really building on this foundation as as our premium members come along with us through these seminars they're really kind of just learning the the building blocks of this strategy that they then get to build higher and higher so um i, I mean yeah it's uh I'm also looking forward to the playing session, but uh, it, it, I want to unlock more of Chris Jones's brain. We're all on that same mission here at Rec Book. And I know for me, you know, looking at it, the, to answer Chris's first question, am I any good at this? For me, the question, answer is always no. <laughs> I'm doing so many things wrong. Um, but, but there's also a big difference between, I, I've studied a lot over the years and conceptually i can understand and talk about a lot of places but there's a big difference between that and being able to implement that information at the table and recently i've been able i've been seeing more of what i know actually making it to my play so um and i think it's just the repetitive nature of us talking about it, talking about the same stuff over and over again, getting getting it to a point. You, when you first understand something, your brain has to work at it in order to get it. And once it, it gets down to where you just kind of get it with no, not without thinking. It's like driving. You know, the first time you drove a car, I was terrified because there was a car coming three miles back and I didn't know what was going to happen when they got up to me. And now I, you know, will pass someone and don't even notice it. And it, because all of that information is just now muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we're at. We're trying to get more and more of what we know about poker shoved down into muscle memory so that then we can free our brain up to take on the next level. Yeah, and I mean that's so good because it it uh, it also every time I mean we're gonna in this segment we're gonna talk through you know evaluating data, but then also we're gonna go through like looking at a hand history and how you kind of approach that. And and I'm going to expose my tender underbelly, I think, yes. and show uh, actually a tournament I played yesterday where um, I made some really divergent exploits based on reads and notes that I had on players, some of which worked out wonderfully and some of which failed spectacularly. Um, and I think 
the ability to like look at your own play that way and be able to evaluate it is so valuable because then you can go back and the next time you're playing, you can have either some confidence that you're either like looking at things correctly or like you can start to make some adjustments. And that's when it becomes part ingrained in how you play, right? It's, 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 uh, it's okay to make those mistakes and everybody makes them. And, and it's, it's really about sort of learning from and trying to grow from those. Um, and I think that's, that's the purpose of this. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think one of the things I like most about the new playing and learning format is that it's it's that it's doing those both together. Because I think for a lot of recreational players, it's hard to take the lessons from the lab and apply them on the felt. And even just having this environment, just like we used to do these play and learns live, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's very it's very rec poker. I'm I'm just really excited about it. Yeah. The, the yeah. other thing I'm kind of excited about is one of the things that everyone tells you is make sure you spend time studying the spots that come up over Mm. and over again and by us organically playing we are naturally going to hit those spots that come up over and over again as as opposed to contriving a spot that might be interesting but 99 percent of us will hit never hit it more than once in our life Mm -hmm. yep and you know a lot of the other thing that i think is really interesting about both our own hand history reviews or playing on a thing like a play and learn is that I think, I think a lot of people uh, kind of get in a practice of watching either some televised poker or, you know, maybe watching some of the, like, you know, the, the, the poker masters or the super high roller or the, whatever those kinds of uh, things going on. And really you're going to see some high level play. You're going to see some, uh, people in really high ICM spots making really big decisions, maybe running some some big bluffs. But there, there, if you don't have something that's just like live, if it's just a final table, or if it's just you know everybody is just a killer, Stephen Chidwick, Adrian Mateos of the world, you're not really seeing these sort of like everyday spots. And I think that's one of the things I'm really hoping that we can try to accomplish through rec poker is is really try to to like bring up some of light to some of those spots as well because they're just as interesting and probably more valuable than learning why Stephen Chidwick is so good (laughs) yeah that kind of stuff is also valuable but it's more valuable to people like Jonathan Little who are going to be playing in a small pool of uh, high stakes players over and over again and um, you know they have to develop that level of strategy um, let's see if Jonathan has any other comments uh, before we proceed, and then we can get back to this in just a sec. Have you ever wondered whether you should call a preflop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with ace king when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little, and I am a two time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at pokercoaching.com slash recpoker right now. There you go. That was impressive. I mean, I, you just organically talking about Jonathan Little and then he just shows up all of a hey, sudden. That was, that was know, impressive. Steve's not here right now, but he's built an impressive web. He's got quite the network. He's very plugged in. I'm just saying. 
amazing what can happen here at Rec Poker. <laughs> so uh, seminars are one exciting thing, but uh, as Steve is fond of saying, there's so many exciting things happening in uh, Memberland. John, why don't you start us off with uh, this round of home games? And as you know, when Steve's not here, we're, we're just going to let you talk. We're not going to get in your way at all. This is all you, baby. Ah, thank you. I appreciate that a whole whole lot. Well, first, we have our uh, Nothing But Daily series for today. So nightly events We on April 19th, Don't Chase 666, Joseph Armstrong Ooh. won his second nightly event for the year. M. Babker, Michael Babker, won his first nightly event for the year. Uh, well, I take it back. April 19th was Don't Chase 666, first nightly event. Uh. And April 21st was his second nightly wow. event. Wow. Almost back to back. That's not even a name yeah. I recognize and won two out of three nights. So that's yeah. uh, that I be, uh... think that's a fairly new uh Okay. Well, new we got member. a new, so... new crusher in the field. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we might need to have a few of the other people like Kekik and Magra44. <laughs> Watch out because you might have some competition here. Not from That's me, right. but yeah. then uh, <laughs> April 22nd, we have Denise Aces, Denise Allen. And, got and her. Actually, she defeated 69 other entrants there. So, Denise Aces, I just got to say, nice. <laughs> Very nice. And that's her um, first nightly event for the year. Then we have uh, Diboliku. Diboliku. <laughs> Diboliku. David Admonson. What? Diboliku, maybe? Could it maybe. be? Maybe it's the, the French Canadian in Yeah, there. that's I'm your, feeling. I was gonna, just going to say, it's your, it's your mandatory uh, <laughs> French Canadian coming out here. Anyway, they, they got uh, David got David. his first uh, nightly event for the year. And then Carl 0621, Carl Anderson, got his second nightly event win for the year. Nice. And Carl Anderson's going to be joining us in the online review and hang because he also made it to the final table of the Tournament of Champions last month. So we're going to be reviewing some of his hands uh, along with everybody else's. I'm Excellent. That one. Nicely done, Carl. Uh, then in our daily series mixed practice event, Bloop 7, Mark Bloomberg, won his first mixed practice event. Nice work, and Mark. For the international events, we had is ISNNMA, Spike. So I don't know how to pronounce Insma? Isma? Isma? Isma. Isma. That's what I'm going with. Isma. Yep. We're calling you Spike. Yeah, Spike <laughs> got his, I assume it's his, although it could be her, I don't know, honestly, uh, first daily or international event. Wow. And Marbles Jam, Jefferson Kupferberg got his nice. first international event win. Nice. Mr. DZZ18, Richard Dietz, Rich. won the LPP Sunday event. So be sure Ooh. to contact our very own Jim Reed. For your information on how to get a free month of training at Learn Pro Poker. I think Nailed he took it. all my chips, so I'm glad he put them to good use. <laughs> Didn't happen to a nicer guy. Rich yeah. is one of those awesome uh, rec poker guys, always there on Tuesday night with the OPA. I miss I miss you guys. I miss you Tuesday night OPA crowd. I want to come coming back soon, I hope. Congratulations, Rich. Way to go, buddy. So Kim says it should be pronounced Isma. Ah. But 
there's no end. Where where's the end there? Eisenma? <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway, Kim is our Kim is our official uh, rec poker travel agent. Um, you can go to rec.poker/groups and you can find a uh, a group just for travel plans and that kind of thing. So when it comes to international flavor, um, yeah, I, yeah, Kim, I don't know. I'm with you there. I don't know about that one. But we'll, we'll say Spike, right, right in, won't you? Spike, <laughs> why don't you write in to uh, John at rec.poker. Yeah, send us the pronunciation guide. Yeah, that's right. We oh, she know. says it's a silent N. Okay. Mm, okay. Silent it's double silent N. It's a N. double N. Yeah. So it's silent. Yeah. When you double the N, then it gets silent. Now it's a silent M. If you put two of them together, you see it's completely different. Okay. Oh, see, I got a laugh from Stewie for that. So I'm going to claim that as mine, even though I think he was laughing at something earlier. That's okay. We'll call that a laugh. All right. This is going off the rails fast, guys. What, <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is going on in uh, Memberland? I know we've got, uh, by the time this comes out on the Saturday coming up, you'll be able to join me and all uh, the other premium members for a poker tracker review group that I do every Saturday or that I do once a month on Saturday. Every Saturday, I do one of these study groups, whether it's the focus, the monthly seminar, the Learn Pro Poker video that comes out every month, or, or the Poker Tracker Review group. So check that out. And honestly, go and check out all the groups. Go to rec.poker slash groups and see if there's something there that could be fun for you. Some are only for premium members, but some are for anybody who's got anything interesting um, about poker or even about other things in your life that are interesting. So we are a poker learning community, but we're a community first. So uh, come and join and make some friends and share your thoughts. And uh, yeah, that's what, that's what we're all about. Fellas, what else? Uh, what else should we unload on this unsuspecting audience? They were expecting Steve the whole way through, and he just bailed at the last minute. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I guess you know the the book study is continuing, so keep keep showing up for that. I think there's lots of deep dives there and really mm. good conversations. Um, definitely uh, pay attention to these upcoming seminars. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, because uh, you know we we want to innovate. We want this to be interesting. But if it's not, let us know and we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if I, I don't have much else to add. You know I mean we don't talk about it enough. But I should say our learning with partners program. You know if if anyone's interested in learning about poker, you've come to the right place because all our premium members uh, they get access to over an hour a month of premium training videos from other sites, whether it's. Jonathan Little's uh, PokerCoaching.com, Solve for Why, Red Chip, Learn Pro Poker, of course, uh, Sky Matsuhashi and the Poker Forge. Uh, we take premium content from their sites and they let us share 15 minutes a month from each of these sites with our premium members. And then we all get to kind of get to use the forums and the study groups and stuff to talk about this kind of stuff. And it's really getting a, a behind the scenes look, a sort of behind the curtain look at some of the brightest minds in poker today. So all these videos are free. We've got an archive. So we've been doing this for a while now, which means that, you know, for all these sites, we've got quite a lot of stuff from them. Um, if, if, if you're interested in just solve for why or just learn pro poker, um, you can learn some of their material with us, join our study groups and talk about it. It's a great way to learn together, which is. And, and if you ever want to sign up for one of those places, do it through rec poker. That's because you might point. get a discount and you're helping support rec poker while you do it. So Great point, Chris. Uh, yeah, and you can learn about all that by going to rec.poker slash resources, and you'll find lots of links there. 100% of those links do help us out, and uh, a lot of them will also get you a decent discount there. 
Uh, so do check that out. And uh, with our thanks, and and you'll you'll be well served. We don't put just anybody on our page. So we're not gonna we're not working with people that we don't think are quality folks with quality learning materials and just top notch people all around. So uh, that's part of what we do here, and um, it applies to our membership and it applies to our learning partners too. So. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'd like to thank uh, one of our other amazing partners, Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino, Website Amp. I'd like to thank John Sonsky, Chris Jones, and Steve Redmond, of course. And everyone else, have a great night, and we'll see you again sometime soon.